Hey guys, it's your host, Dave Gold. Welcome back to the Dave Gold Evolve podcast, where I interview industry leaders in the spiritual dating and business niches so that men can truly evolve their life. Okay, I just want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor at the Self Love Army. Go to uh, findselflove.com for a truly eye opening experience. All right, now let's get started. So today, my guest is Ricky Royal. Ricky has an incredible story to tell about how he went from being homeless to being a leader in the dating world with a thriving podcast of his own. And I'm happy to have him on today. So thanks for coming on, Ricky. Dude, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Awesome. Where are you right now in the world? Austin, Texas, right in the middle of uh, America. Well, the lockdown's going on. So, so what's going on in Austin? It's, uh, it's been interesting. Like, honestly, if I'm going to be locked down in America, I might as well be in, uh, in Austin, Texas. I was in uh, Seattle before for a while, running a program up there and staying with a student at his house and kind of getting his lifestyle situated. Um, but I kind of, the Pacific Northwest is pretty. Uh, it has its own beauty. If you like to smoke weed, it's great for that too. But like, uh, Austin has a good like entrepreneurial vibe to it. Um, when I first came here, like it was awesome because they were a little bit ahead of opening up their city actually. So, uh, the first two weeks we were here, we were able to like go out to the bars and whatnot. And so it was cool. It was almost like that, like life was back to normal for a bit. And I, the one benefit of the lockdown too, I've noticed is that like it kind of, uh, it's kind of even the playing field where I get a lot of like girls, like attracted to me quicker you know usually girls try to hide it but you can tell that they're thirsty for like male attention as well so like when the bars open up i feel like it's almost like this camaraderie of like partying and kind of coming together as one which is kind of cool um but then now it's been like locked down again for like a few months but i feel like it's slowly lifting and then some bars that are um part restaurant part bar are able to stay open so that kind of helps with like as far as like socializing and whatnot mm -hmm. the one benefit i find is you know just being an empath and like really intuitive and really sensitive to energies i go out in nature a lot like i go out on walks and that's usually when i go like talk to girls and whatnot but um there's on saturdays there's like a spot like in the lake where everyone goes paddleboarding so that's fucking cool. So you go out, you're paddle boarding, you're exercising, you're out in nature, but then also it becomes like a big social thing. Like no one's wearing masks. Everyone usually has drinks with them. And so it's kind of cool. And I'm like, dude, like <laughs> that's something I want to eventually do is like, I love that connection with like nature. And I think that's so important. And then like kind of meeting everyone out of water. It's almost like the Lion King. It's like the water hole where everyone comes to, to join. And there's no like, uh, no defenses or anything. Everyone just kind of comes together as one. It's kind of cool. Well, I'm sure That's some people are either a little bit jealous or despise you for going out and enjoying yourself during this, you know, <laughs> probably <laughs> difficult time. But um, yeah, I would like to get more into what's going on with the uh, current world events. But first, let's hear a little bit yeah. of a backstory about you, where you grew up, what, what's your story and how you got into um, the dating world. Yeah, um, I'll kind of just do a general overview and then you can zero in on certain things you want to know more about. Um, I was raised uh, super religious. I actually haven't talked about this much, but I'm starting to more now. Um, mm. I was raised a Jehovah's Witness. So it was like a super strict Christian family household. The benefit of it was is it taught you how to treat people with common decency and whatnot. So that was good. 
Um, but for someone who is like highly sexed and loves women and <laughs> it doesn't, it does nothing for me. I feel like, you know, some, I feel like for my parents, it really helped them and was kind of like a guiding thing for them. But for someone who's full of ambition, it just, it, it did its thing. But I eventually what happened is I got married because everyone in that, uh, in that community just is super horny. And the only way you can have sex is if you get married young. So I got married super young, me and my ex and we were just horny little rabbits how old um, were you played i was mm, i met her like 18 19 i got 20 i got married around 20 wow. so i was yeah super young married um and then the relationship fell apart because i it just it did not i had no i was just being a, i was a boy like a people pleaser nice guy um <clears throat> what else i kind of just lived out my the the role models I had seen in my life as far as marriage weren't good as far as like, they would just sit like my dad and my grandfather, they would just sit in front of the TV and their wife would serve them food. And that was basically marriage to like what I what saw. Were you, what were you doing for work at the time? I was a maintenance technician. So like mm -hmm. construction, I have a background in construction. Um, a lot of people in that, from that community are in the trades. So very okay. uh, blue collar. Yeah. And then what was the progression to where you are now and through the difficulties? So, so that divorce was like kind of like my first fall. And I talk about this a lot. And this is kind of how I started when I rebranded my dating brand into Conscious Alpha was talking a lot of guys about the hero's journey because I've gone through it several times. And mm -hmm. I feel like I feel like as men, if you are an ambitious man who wants to be that alpha, that guy, you know, you know, your brand too is about evolving. You're going to have to go through a fucking hero's journey. You're going to have to go through some adversity. But if you understand that, then it, it makes the game a lot more easier, even though you're going through hard times before I didn't, I just got thrown into it. So my first fall uh, was going through a divorce. So I was just a shit husband. <laughs> there was problems. Um, we were both very codependent, needy people and she left my ass. So good for her. Like now that I think about it, I was like, good for her. Yeah. You wouldn't and be where that, you are today without, without her leaving. Seriously. And, and, and at the same time too, like at the time though, it was like gut wrenching. I was like, why is this happening to me? Like I was so oblivious. I was a nice guy who lied to himself. Right. Like, why is this happening to me? I've just been nothing but good. And why do bad things happen to good people? Right. So that happened, but it was kind of a glitch in the matrix where it woke me up to the truth about men and women dynamics. Cause like uh -huh. in my mind, one of the questions was how could she go from like loving me being like, almost like a like you see this with women where like when a woman really loves you you're almost like a god to them like you, they just see you in this like huge light to like i hate you you're worse than dirt right don't ever talk to me again like, <laughs> i've experienced like, that last year i really experienced that last year for sure yeah yeah so you know it's it's like an intense you're like what like what is this like as a yep. guy who thinks logical this makes no sense to us and so um, and then also woke me up to kind of religion as well. Uh, and I was like, wait a minute, all these people were all supposed to be here loving each other, but I saw a glitch where people were treating me differently. Uh -huh. And I started realizing it, it took me into, I went through a very dark, uh, dark fall, like everything was kind of going down, but I found like the pickup community around that time too. Um, so that's this? where I kind of got, this was when I was about 22. So this was probably, this is like, when went to this, like early trying to think i can't think of the date probably like six years ago six, okay six, and what was the first exposure there rsd 
Definitely uh, RSD. I liked, uh, I thought they were cool. Um, I never th- really got into, I was getting into entrepreneurship around that time. I had read the book, The 4-Hour Workweek. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like all these like little like seeds of like what was to come. Um, and I was really just, I mean, at 21, you don't know shit. You don't know who you are, what you're like or whatever. And so it's like, but around that time, and I think that's why there's the benefit to adversity is adversity kind of sets you down a path to getting answers. So it's like, why did this shit happen to me? Like what went wrong? So that was a lot of like self-discovery around that time. Like why, why do women respond one way? Why do they like assholes in one scenario? And then they'll, you know, but they like nice guys as providers. What is that dynamic? Right. Uh huh. And what was this phase where you went homeless basically? So that was later. Um, so that, that was like a, so first I went through where I was really into game and, and I okay. still am, but like, I was obsessed about it. I was like, I just want to be the best. I just want to fuck a bunch of girls da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Um, did that for about, I moved up to Seattle. So I, I moved to a different city, um, moved up to Seattle. And this was while like the divorce lasted, we were separated for like eight months. It was just hell. Um, but I was like watching videos like RSD videos and whatnot and just kind of learning. Um, and finally made the choice to like, everyone was telling me the wrong advice, you know, like, Oh, you should get back together with her. She was like, I don't want to get back together with you at all. Um, it was just like the shit storm where like the people around me that were supposed to supposedly had my good interests were telling me the wrong piece of advice. But that that's part of being a man is finally like making your own way, you know? And finally I was like, you know what? No, like I'm getting divorced in the religion. That's like super like blasphemous or whatever. And I was like, Nope, like this is what's going on. Like I'm carving my own path. Like you're either, you're either with me or you're against me. Like, let's like, I got to make my own way. Moved up to Seattle, started learning game for a bit. Got, got good at it. Um, was having, having good success and guys wanted, um, to be coached by me. So I started doing that. My first company, a lot of guys know me from is like project attraction, not really big or anything like that. Um, but it was just kind of like where I could fuel. I wanted to start a company cause I knew I had entrepreneurial skills and my passion at the time was uh, dating game, helping men, Cause I went through, I went to such a dark place where I had no confidence. Like everything was stripped away, self-esteem to then actually getting success with women where I was getting like having five minute polls and bathrooms with like feminists and threesomes and open relationships and a lot, a lot of cool stuff. I was like, this is crazy. Like I never, and it wasn't like not even trying to showboat, but like, I never thought I could achieve something like that. So it gave me that yeah. confidence of like, Oh shit. And then usually like what guys do is like coming from your Jehovah's witness <clears throat> background. Right. Yeah. And, and, and something that you said before you go on that I really resonate with is there are certain people in your life who you think you can trust or you should take their advice because they love you innately, but their advice is not what's best for you. And they don't know what's that's, best for you. Yeah. And that's yet, spot on. a lot of people still fall back into this pattern of listening to the wrong people. And I yeah. see it time and time again. Now, Let's go, let's continue. And I want to jump back into RSD at a later point, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's what you said, like there, it, it's that crabs in a bucket mentality and people don't even mean to do it sometimes. Like the people that were giving me advice were giving me advice to stay in that tribe. But as you're evolving, you're going to go into different tribes. You know, you're going to have different groups of friends. Mm-hmm. And you ha- and to do that too, and people may be wondering, even with like women or building their social circle, like why isn't this happening? It's maybe because you have to let some people go to make room for the new people, you That's know, so true. new people. 
And, and I've learned that in the quick, it's hard at first because human bonds, it's hard to let go. It's like going through a breakup, even when it's a friend, you know, or uh, someone close to you. Um, but the quicker you catch on to that, the more, I mean, there's levels to the game. It's almost like depending on like where you're trying to go and where you're trying to evolve to, you know? So people mean to give you good advice, but they're giving the advice almost for like themselves in a sense, or like you, if you're going to a new level, then that advice doesn't apply to you. And you need to understand the dynamics going on there. Like they mean well, but for you and at your soul, what your soul is telling you to go, that doesn't apply to you. And you shouldn't take that advice. There's something going on here with like selection, like natural selection and selecting the people that come into your environment. Because I experience it a lot now when I'm trying to grow a business and like, you know, more people are coming into my life and then some people are going out and it's like, I need to be very selective about who I work with, who yeah. I interact with, the voices that I hear, the energy that I'm around. All right. Because if not, that can completely, completely throw myself off or my business off. Okay. Same thing in my dating life. You know, if I'm getting to a place where I'm getting too attached or too needy or, you know, it's not a healthy dynamic. Well, I need to be able to cut that off at an right. earlier point before it gets too late, before it starts to spiral out of, um, out of control. Mm -hmm. But yeah, continue though. So what happened? You started this company and then. Yeah. So started the company. I um, was doing good. I had a few girlfriends that I was in an open relationship with like one year had one that was cool. Okay. Um, and then I like that. I think I'm more, I think I went through the monogamous route. Like, uh, and I realized that it wasn't for me. Um, I like open relationships um, and I've gotten better at them. I, th I think I noticed that some girls will do it at the beginning because they love me and maybe they're at that experimental point, but I know people change over the years too. So you, you gotta have to like qualify the girl better almost on that. Um, but uh, yeah, so I was growing the business doing that. Um, what was it? My last, so I was dating this girl in Seattle. She was like a twin flame at the time. Um, which is like a very intense connection. This was before, like if someone told me soulmates, twin flames, I would have laughed in your fucking face. But until you have like that connection with someone, you're like, holy shit, this is real. Like th this is a crazy experience. It's just this intense like connection you have with someone that you like just met. And you're like, what the fuck? Um, was so that I had the first time that that ever happened to you? Because that's happened to me yes. a few times. Yes, it's happened since then. And actually it happens more and more uh, with girls. And, and that's kind of like, where you almost like, like I love teaching guys game, but like where you kind of get out, it's like almost like your evolution as a man too. You kind of get out of the enjoyment. One night stands kind of lose their enjoyments. Like Absolutely. every once in a while it's cool, but you start wanting to like have deeper connections with women, even if it's just a casual relationship, because it, it honestly makes the sex better too. And then you start meeting girls the same way where it's like, they want deeper connections too. Yeah. Um, and you meet some pretty cool individuals. You meet some pretty cool women. Um, so it's pretty, it's crazy. It gets, that's where like the whole spiritual element came in. And I was studying spirituality, just doing like meditation and stuff. But so I went through that after that breakup though, with that girl, the twin flame, um, we broke, I, I did a, like I did a product launch or something. It went to shit. Okay. So I was kind of broke. I was living with her at the time. I had to move out of my buddy's house and I was staying with her launched didn't work out. We ended up breaking it. We, we like, we dated for about a year and it was a great fucking year, but I could just tell like, okay, this is the end of the relationship because we're no longer growing together. My thing is if you're going to be in a relationship with someone, you're growing together. That's the That's only so reason true. why. 
otherwise like you can you can love them but love them from afar right like and, and like you said too it's like we people are very influential on you too, especially in this journey and you become more aware of these spiritual concepts. So after that, I was like, well, what was I going to do before you? And I was like, I was going to go travel. And so I took like a one-way ticket down to LA. I stayed on another coach's couch, um, had, was broke as fuck. I think my ex gave me like 20 bucks and I was really into, I kind of just developed the concept of like living dangerously. I read that book, Osho Courage, the joy of living dangerously. Mm-hmm. And I was starting to study more spiritual concepts and I was like, well, let's put this to the fucking test. I think part of it was subconscious. Um, but so that was like right pre, that was like pre homeless. And I was like kind of bouncing around a little bit. I was still like crashing on couches and shit. Um, I stayed with some guys in Vegas and then I had a buddy who I met in LA. He got an apartment in downtown Hollywood and I stayed with him. He was like, dude, come like, come out. Like he was an entrepreneur that was a little bit ahead of me. He was making pretty good money. Um, he was in the, he was teaching guys how to code. He like had a following on YouTube and whatnot. So it was pretty dope. And he was in the game and shit too. So he liked my brand. So I was like, sweet, this guy's a little bit ahead of me. He's going to kind of like help me with my entrepreneurial skills. So I spent like my last like thousand bucks to go to LA, stayed with him. Like everyone's a fucking YouTuber in this fucking building. It's like downtown on Sunset Boulevard. Um, and I kind of like had that thing in my head, like, oh, well, maybe this is it. Maybe I made it. Like, right. It's always the guy, like, as a man, we always want to reach that point where it's like, yes, I made it. Um, and like every fucking YouTuber there, like one kid I was talking to, he was like, yeah, I only have 500,000 subscribers. I had like 3,000 at the time. I was like, well, what the fuck? And he was like sad about it. He's like, yeah, all my friends have like 10 million or something like crazy. Like we go down the hot tub and that's where you would network with people at this like hot tub pool area. And what happened? Um, it was like one of it was one of the nicest places I ever stayed. Uh, the night, it was New Year's Eve. I think this was like two years ago, like 2017, 2018. Yeah. New Year's Eve. And my webinar went bunk again um, <laughs> and uh, didn't have money for rents. He wasn't like, like I thought, oh, maybe he'd help me out or be understanding or maybe I could owe him or something. And that was like, nope. Um, and I think what it was too, like, I, I think about it a while, like, I don't blame him, honestly, like I, I try to own all my shit. So clearly it was me just being immature and arrogant or something. Um, but I feel like that was almost, it's like you almost, sometimes you meet people. And if you ever studied like Eckhart Tolle's like about pain bodies and whatnot, right. like sometimes people's pain bodies meet each other as well. So like sometimes when you fall in love with someone or even attraction, it's almost like the pain. That's kind of why, like girls who have had a father that was like an asshole they'll date assholes because it's like that pain in them actually like it's almost like a wiring in their thing where they think that's love it's like Mm -hmm. they almost they resonate with that at a certain level um he had a falling out with like a prior business partner and i think that was like our pain bodies kind of like fucking with each other a bit but anyways years not years eve new year's eve um I, I got this like intuitional thing. Like I was stressed. I was like, I don't have money. Like this isn't working out. I like, I'm getting the feeling he's going to kick me out. What the fuck? And I had this intuitional feeling say, dude, you're about to go through some shit. Don't worry. Like it's going to, it was like, tell me, it's like, it's going to be, I'm stressing out. Like my, my brain, my like amygdala brain is like survival, right? Survive or die mode. And, but it's like, don't worry. It's going to be fun. It'll be worth it. Um, we got, got into an argument, couldn't like resolve it. And so, me being my arrogant self, I just stepped. I was like, well, I'll, I'll leave. Um, I didn't really have any place to go. So I just ended up going homeless. I had like two bags. Um, cause I was, I was living the nomad life anyways, like kind of going nomad traveling and shit. 
And so I went homeless on the streets of LA. And from like the next two years up until like about the last year and a half or so, year and a half to two years, I like, I had been in on and off the streets. And it was basically like, usually like a few months of um, being homeless. Like I was homeless in LA, Austin, and Portland. Portland's like the best place to be homeless. <laughs> if you're <gonna> be homeless. <laughs> okay. There's like, you, you cannot go hungry and you can get free weed. It's great. Um, <laughs> But I was just living the entrepreneurial lifestyle and I would get little bits of money here and there from students and clients and shit and get like maybe like an Airbnb for a weekend and that would recharge me. But I, I kind of turned the whole thing because I was like, I don't know what's going on. Like yeah, part, of it was just me, part of it was me just being stubborn and like going down my own path and I don't like being told what to do. So it was mm-hmm. like paying for my own stubbornness, which sometimes you have to do if you if you want to like be your own man. You're like, you like, you can do that, but you're going to have to take the hits that come with it. Right. Um, and I, I, I kind of just turned it into a Spartan challenge, you know, okay. and I think my soul kind of wanted it to, I think subconsciously part of me almost made me go through it to toughen myself up. I feel like in this generation, um, we're just as men, we're really weak because it's like, just good. It's that classic meme of like, Hard times make strong men, strong men make good times, good times make weak men, weak men make bad times. And I feel like we're in a time where, especially millennials, like we're like over entitled, everything is two clicks away. We want things fucking right now and you don't even understand. And you see it in the entrepreneur world too. And I even see it in my own attitudes. You want shit now because every guru is selling you, get the, get the dream today, right? Well, success, especially if you want to keep it and you know this even with dating women and whatnot, is like you got to develop a skill set and it takes fucking time you have to go through the rejections you have to go through the bullshit and i know you know this too because you've gone through your own you know hero's journey and yeah. it, it takes grit it takes we're, adversity we're gonna dive into two things right now one okay, okay so a lot of people are going through i guess an escalated sense of financial depression and, yeah. and homelessness and especially in america I, I hear a lot of stories and it's really hard to hear what do you think is going to happen and are people going to be able to wake up and going to be able to survive during these times? It's, it's kind of what, um, and that's why I named my book, uh, the, the 12 pillars of being a conscious alpha evolve or die. I stole that evolve or die from Eckhart Tolle, which is kind of funny because, and it was ironic. It was almost like my, (laughs) my karma for making fun of Eckhart Tolle for, living on a park bench for two years because that ended up being my my reality for a bit but um he said like consciousness is rising and as consciousness is rising um humanity is reaching a star choice of evolve or die like we're forcing we're being forced to evolve right um and and we can all kind of i think we can all kind of sense this at a certain level so I mean, you have two options, right? And some people, I've, I've written some posts about this because I write about anxiety, I write about depression. Um, and, and some people got super pissed off and were like, you're just being mean. And so I, I always try to come from the champion headspace. It's like, what would a champion think, right? Even if like I'm mm-hmm. in the worst scenario, what's, what is a champion going to do in this scenario? So that's the, always, the, that's, that's the conscious alpha. That's what I'm going for. There was one post that I made during Corona, which got a lot of negative feedback, which was, yeah. What kind of blessing have you received during this time? And I think it's coming from like a champion headspace yeah. and others are yeah. coming from like the, the runner up. Okay. And they don't really see 
the beauty, they just see the death. They just see the virus. Yeah. Um, and it's really, really hard to take that lens, peel that lens back. Okay. Especially when there's so much trauma and there's also a lot of false belief systems that have been built up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. And getting them to that place is like, that's why I'm able to stand out right now. And that's why, you know, I was able to take this year and make it a success, even when a lot of people are feeling a lot of, you know, escalated sense of depression and things like this. Yeah, I'm the same way. And it makes sense knowing your backstory of like what you've gone through. It's like, I almost feel like you and I similar, like different, but similar. It's like our backstories of like, what we've the bullshit we've had to go through the last few years. It was kind of like our souls were like, dude, it sucks now, but like, like people are going to need it. And now that this has happened, it's like chaos is happening, but you and like guys like you and I remain calm because it's like, we, we know it. But I mean, if you think about probably the first days of like, when you went through your like travels and, and couch hopping and shit like that, like you, it was probably the hell that they're going through now. So everyone's kind of like doing a catch up. It's interesting you say that too. And you talk about how a lot of people have to go through the, you know, quote unquote bullshit or their downward spiral in order to wake up, in order to start to see, you know, a a spiritual awakening, especially. Um, It wasn't until I was, you know, in a really bad place where I was filled with depression and drugs and anxiety. Okay. And, 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 what, what was going to help? What was it talking to a therapist or taking some prescription drugs? No, that was only going to make the matter worse. I was going to have to suffer and crawl my way out of it. Okay. And literally just, you know, see who wants to feed me next? Who wants to bring me in next? All right. Not everyone needs to go through maybe that such extreme trial and tribulation, but right. if you are willing to go through it, it's just like the, amount of potential growth there is so much greater because of how much you can feel gratitude and awareness to your newfound sense of of state, this new flow state that you're in. Yeah. I I think that's one of the biggest things. And, you know, the people that get mad at your posts, this is, I mean, this whole thing that's going on worldwide, it's, it's a choice, right? It's a choice to evolve or die, basically like evolve, step up or like be crushed by what's going on. Um, and it's, it's shocking and terrifying when you're first going through it. But like you said, going through homelessness made me super, uh, it it ripped apart. It shattered my entitlement. I still have it. And some, and I think sometimes when you get to default settings, it kind of springs up again, but it wasn't as bad as it was. Um, and a lot of people were super entitled and, and myself too, I was super entitled, but it forced me to practice gratitude. And when you understand how gratitude works, that's diverting your energy Everyone's like, poor me, poor me. It's like your energy is like this, right? Yeah. And this is why anxiety and depression is happening because your energy is pointed inward and it's just, it's like corroding on itself. And that's why you get all scrunched up and then you're, you're overthinking. When you practice gratitude or you start trying to help others, yep. um, that's when uh, you, your energy is forced outward and that's when you actually become the bigger energy that has influence, right? So like one thing that helped me get off the streets Mm-hmm. I just switched my whole mindset around. So I was in back of a, there was in Portland, there was a food line. Um, and I was in back of it and there's like always st- like, um, not stoners, just like heroin addicts and just like twitchy people. And I'm there like trying to get free food. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so, and I remember back then, cause I was still doing my entrepreneur thing. And I was like, you know what, when I become a millionaire, I'm finally, I'm going to like set up my own nonprofit and, and I'm going to help these people. And then finally one day I was like, dude, why, like, why are you trying to fucking wait until you're a millionaire? Like, why do you keep putting that off as some like ego like thing to like feel better about yourself? Why don't you just help now motherfucker? And so that's like when I walked from like the end of the line to the front and just talked to the main guy there. Cause he was cool. He was a badass. Um, and I said like, Hey man, like, what can I do to help? I, I didn't even say like, Hey, can I help? I was like, what can I do to help? Uh-huh. Right. And he was, and then he like put me on like serving like PB and J's that day. And honestly, dude, like even more than like getting laid or um, like having clients pay me like a few thousand dollars for coaching, which is where amazing is amazing in itself. Having like helping people like hand out those sandwiches gave me a big high every time. So like I started helping out like four or five nights a week. Mm-hmm. And then I started actually taking over they needed a leader. And I was like, well, I need leadership skills uh, for one of the nights to put it together. Um, and I actually had to lie to the group and say that I wasn't homeless. I was like, no, I got a place. And I didn't. Um, but I just wanted to help putting that stuff together. Um, and then I like the first, one of the first days I helped put it together to feed like these homeless people, like hundreds, like probably yeah. like one to 200 homeless people. Um, I had like four anxiety attacks that day. Uh-huh. Um, but again, it's like you're, the process of why it's so painful is like you're having to reprogram your subconscious and your subconscious is fucked up. Like, you know, and so it, it takes that, it takes that you don't maybe you don't have to go homeless maybe so you can find an easier way but. people may have looked at my like instagram posts or seen my travels over the past year and they must have mm-hmm. thought like oh you know he had a lot of mud- a lot of money or he found the right job but they didn't see the time that i went to you know poland and i couldn't find a job and i had to volunteer in the hostel okay or i had to go out to that farm you know through this organization called Workaway and just volunteer mm-hmm just to, you know, have a meal provided to me, just to connect with other people. And then, you know, fall, break my nose in a foreign country, have to change places, like go to a hospital, pay 15 zloty, which is like 397 for some x-rays. Third world <laughs> countries, man. No, Poland's not Damn. a third world country. But <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, sometimes you see someone, and I want to actually jump into this next topic real quick, which is authority versus authenticity. Mm. Okay. That's a good one. So sometimes like you see someone and you look at them as an authority figure. Okay. Um, but you don't really see their authentic side or vice versa. You look at them as very authentic, but maybe you don't see them as an authority or sometimes something that's happened to me is I'll see something because as someone who's really into personal branding, okay, you have control over the way in which people perceive you on right. social media and on online dating and any virtual outlet that you, you know, have access to. Now, when it comes to authenticity, it's a funny thing because you can make yourself seem very authentic online. And then when you meet someone in person, they might be completely different when they're off the camera, when they're not writing it out and then pressing post and posting it to the web. Okay. What are your thoughts on that? On authenticity or just the branding behind it? Whatever you want to take this direction in basically, you know, authority versus authenticity and and just people making out this perception of who they are 
which can come off as, you know, almost fake authentic online. Yeah. Um, I mean, that in itself is a journey and you got to, you got to keep your wits about you. Um, <clears throat> it, it's challenging uh, because there is a certain level of perception um, with the authority you're trying to put out. And I'm sure if people met me in person, there besides me that they don't see on social media. You know, I don't uh -huh. show all my sides on social media. So there's a certain level to it of that, that I see. Um, yeah. I know I threw you a curveball just now. No, it's a, it's a good topic though. And I, and I like that. I think the goal though is to go to be, try to be as authentic as possible. And even, even being authentic, you're not always going to be perceived in the way you want to, or people are not going to get what you're trying to say. I noticed that mm -hmm. with posts and shit too. People like take it the wrong way or what. And sometimes yeah. it's like, they're not, they're not the ones meant to read or watch my shit. And that, that's kind of a simple thing. Like usually if I read someone or watch someone's stuff that like, I'm like, what? I don't like write a whole hater thing. I'm just like, Oh, this isn't for me. Like, and like next. Right. So that's part of it. I think part of it too. And I, I haven't really, put out any content on this. So like, I'll, I'll start with it here, but it's like, you are your own guru, you know, like you are your own guru. Now that doesn't mean that like, you can't get a mentor or whatnot. Cause if you study, you know, it's, it's a balance between the two. So you gotta see where, where you are on your path. Um, I, I've done, I've gone through phases, you know, even, I know you wanted to get back to RSD. I went through phases where I just cut out watching all my, like the people that I was watching. Cause I was like, I need yeah. to develop my own voice. I need to develop my own authenticity. And I'm, and I like what they're saying, but I'm just parroting what they're saying. So I need, I need to go out and get experience to actually create my own authority, my own authenticity. And, and so I've gone through phases where I cut them out. Go ahead. And sometimes when you speak, okay, and you go on your long rants, I feel a little bit of like a RSD Tyler, okay, coming out. Yeah. And yeah, he's there. <laughs> I want to just dovetail into this next kind of topic or question, which is, Sometimes, and I think it's related to what we were just talking about, you talk about, you drop, you'll name drop like Gary Vee or Dan Pena or these big names and, and mm -hmm. other people will do it as well. Um, and in the dating world, it happens to be, you know, RSD who for a number of years were like pioneers in this, in this movement. Okay. Right. But what I see a lot of times as well is that people are trying to bring down the big names. Dan Pena, he's a fraud, okay? <laughs> RSD, don't listen to them. They're just trying to uh, steal your money, okay? Or Gary Vee, he's a load of shit. Why is it that people are always trying to bring down the most like quote unquote successful? And even if they're not like making the most money, they're producing yeah. some of the most influential content in their industry. Yeah, that, that's a great question. I'm actually putting out a video today or tomorrow about Dan Blazerian and not, mm -hmm. not shitting on him, just a case study. I'm like, okay. I'm not going to, I'm not creating this video to like hate on him. I'm like a case study for alphas. What can we learn from other alphas? Cause that's my, my key thing I teach people. And for myself, it's whatever situation you're in, what can I learn from this? Now back to your question about like, Gary Vee and why, why do people shit on each other? It's an ego trip, dude. It's an ego trip. It's a classic and it's a tool. It's a, it could be a marketing tool. Um, I, the way I kind of got into it was seeing like other dating coaches and whatnot is I kind of just started studying rappers and like how all press is good press. And so you kind of understand it from a marketing standpoint. And there's that, like sometimes that's what gets people's attention. Um, and so sometimes it's just uh, a tool to use. Um, but 
yeah, I don't know. There, there's a lot of different avenues you can go down with that. Um, okay, so let's move on though, and let's let's target it on on RSD for a quick second. Okay. So yeah, they've kind of rebranded and you know moved more in a you know less explicit and more personal brand direction. Are you still following RSD? What are your thoughts on the, the you know this company in specific? Um. I res- like, like you said before, like they're pioneers. I kind of respect them. I liked their old stuff. They served me for a time. Um, but I don't really resonate with their stuff right now. Uh, mm-hmm. I like, like I'll watch maybe one of their videos like once a year or so. Um, and more, it's not even maybe for the content. It's just seeing like, maybe like there's like, you can watch the same video, but get deeper things out of it. Cause like, if you watch someone grow, you can see different characteristics that's changed about them or, you know, maybe you're studying from like a marketing standpoint or whatnot. It's not just the content itself. Um, I really haven't watched their stuff too, too much. I don't really resonate with them. I respect them for what they do. Um, mm-hmm. And I think if guys resonate with them, they get value. Cool. If you don't, then don't watch them. It's kind of as simple as that. And what about um, all these other newer coaches popping up, yeah. especially in you know, the personal development, self-development world. Do you think that it's good for the world? <laughs> Is it good for the world? Um, <laughs> such a good question. <laughs> yes, and, yes and no. Like, it's, it's like anything. You're going to have to prove yourself, right? Uh-huh. And, and even with that, like, I mean, there's people like, if you want to use RSD as an example, there's people that have benefited and, and benefit the value, right? And, and I see what I benefited and learned from them as well. There's some people that fucking hate them and think that they're like, you know, they turned me into something bad. I'm like, dude, well, you chose to watch them. Like you got to take ownership, right? Like a lot of people have, there's this huge thing of like pickup resentment where these guys like sucked with women. Then they became like little players and then they fucked up a relationship because they were using pickup tactics in a relationship. And then they want to, instead of, do they, do they own it themselves? No, they point the fucking finger and be like, RSD did it. Why? Because that's easier. Now I get why they're doing it too, because they're trying to disidentify and they're evolving as men from their old self to their new self. So that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I do that with religion sometimes too. Like, you know, I like don't like how I was raised now because I've like grown out of that. And I feel like the religion I was in just taught me how to be a fucking sheep and I'm a fucking lion. <laughs> like, so it doesn't resonate with me, but I get that. I get why guys go through that because it is like, we could talk like we're high and mighty, like we don't have egos, but we all have egos. So like in egos, even if you're playing, like, even if you're spiritual, you can grow a ego with spirituality. Like, well, I know more. Did you know that this meditation thing, like, so it happens, right? So you just got to be aware of it within yourself and just own it. I think that's a huge thing of being like an alpha or a guy who evolves is owning, owning your shit own. And even owning, like you owning the quicker you own your mistakes, the less they control you. When you try to put distance or try to cover it up or like nice guys, they try to hide it or lie to themselves. The problem is, is like, not only are you not fixing it, you're lying to yourself. So it's going to take more effort to unwire that. So, Well, yeah, we just talked, we just got into extreme ownership, but you know, you, you were telling me before about how, you know, you're not perfect and you have your flaws and whatnot. And there are things that you're working on in your life. Um, and I see it myself and, want to now compare myself to, you know, these guys, RSD, Gary V, Dan Pena, like, what did they do that, yeah, maybe not everyone agrees with their whole message, but what did they do that helped them to be so successful 
they gave on a ridiculously high level, okay, without expecting something in return, all right? Yep. And the amount of content and value that they have given to people for free, and Dan Pena is kind of like an asshole and he talks about it in like a derogatory way, but it's true, you can learn so much from these guys on the internet, and then you've got like the other little ones, okay, and I'll, and I'll call myself out, that are just starting to pump out that you know level of content. But what we're also starting to do is consume less bullshit. So that's yes. kind of the next one, which is basically you have been taking a little bit of a break. I know at certain points yeah. from consuming so much content or bullshit, as I like to call it, and starting to produce your own. Because now you feel more confident with your inner voice and with your direction and with your purpose in life. So you don't need to emulate or copy someone else. You're Ricky Royal. You know, what's, what's going on there? What's going on there, though, with disconnecting from social media and starting to be in control over your content consumption? Yeah, I, I think it's just um, like stepping into nature, tapping into yourself, meditating. Um, building that. I mean, this can apply to entrepreneurship or even relationships with women. I mean, all in all, like whatever you're trying to do, you have to build relationships with people at the end of the day, whether you want to make money or whatever. I think a lot of guys have this fantasy. I'll just make a lot, lot of money and then pay for people to be around me. And that's just a manipulative tactic that shows like a low self-worth that shows a weakness. Um, I literally really, had that experience last week. All right. Where, yeah. you know, it's like, come to my house. I've got a lot of money but the energy's off. Yeah. It and, is. And I've started, yeah, yeah. And, and, as, as I've as started to get more into this kind of self-help work now as an authority figure, I start to really yep. be aware of the energy of the people that are around yeah. me. And when people don't connect with me or then they throw something in my face, I'm thinking like, all right, I can choose to like let it hit me or I can try to find the space between, all right, where it's not going to hit me. Nothing's going to hit yeah. me. Nothing's going to affect me. I'm still focused. That stuff's sliding right by. It's like you're in the matrix. You're in slow motion <laughs> and the bullets are just passing right over you. And then you come back and you keep walking and then keep bullets keep getting fired at you. But your energy is so aligned. You're so on your purpose that none of that shit matters anymore. And, and I think that's the goal is to find your purpose, find your North star as a man, because then that aligns you with the people you're supposed to meet that it, it simplifies your life because you can ask yourself, well, does this help my purpose or is it pulling me away from my purpose? If people are bringing drama and you have to think about that drama more than your purpose, you should most likely get rid of that person because they're, they're a weight. Um, what is it? The, yeah. I, so with constant, was it content consumption? It's good. I think a lot of people, they kind of go through that when they get into self-development for a couple years is they, um, they consume a lot of content, you know, for like the first two years, but, and I think that's healthy to a certain extent, but you got to like learn to reduce that after a while and start figuring out your own, like with anything it's modeling. So it's like, okay, how are the guys that are succeeding at it doing it? Okay. Copy what they're doing, but okay. Now I got to find my own voice. I got to find my own style. Um, and really by doing that is by meditating, going out to nature and building that relationship with yourself and why those guys are at the top, you know, and they are their own authorities is because they, they listen to their inner voice. You know, they listen to their, 
they have a connection with like their higher self, if you want to call it that. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're able to tap into their own intuition. And there is like, if you tap, I'm a big proponent of like being in the moment, creating awareness, creating space, and then tapping into your intuition because you do, you have a higher self that's going to give you your plan. Right. I don't like, if you're watching a podcast like this, you did not just come here to like, you know, live a shitty life, live a shitty average life. You're looking for more and your soul knows it. And I know that sounds weird and woo woo to talk about it, but your soul has a plan for you and you got to tap into that plan. And the more you tap into that plan, the more happy you're going to be, the more you move away or avoid that. That's when you fall into like drugs or you downward spiral, you know, you downward spiral until you have to remove those parts of you. It's usually like a false construct you've made based on the intellect or your ego versus following your passion in your heart. And that's, that's really like what I've tried to do is just, and that's a challenge too. Cause like my intellect, my ego thinks they know more, they want to do it a certain way, but it's like the more you just kind of tap into and surrender to your soul and what your soul's mission is, the more life becomes better. You know, you, you have synchronicities, you have these crazy weird experiences. You meet people, you meet those women that you're supposed to hook up with rather than like, meeting the girls with the daddy issues that just bring drama into your life. Right. So life just starts aligning itself in a better way and you start attracting what you want. So when you can get to that flow state and that level of consciousness, things will just naturally come into your life. If you give life, will just give back now. Yeah. I want to drop a name real quick. Bentinho Masaro. <laughs> Cult, yeah. not a cult, and if not, why do you connect with this message? <sighs> um, cult is a matter of perception. So if you okay. hate him or think he's weird, you're going to call him a cult. Uh, I don't, so I don't view it as a cult. Um, and, I mean, you got to tap into people's psychologies. We're, we're all in cults, right? You know, like whether it's U.S. versus China, that's, you know, those are just bigger mm. cults, right? It just It's tribalism. We're wired as tribes. We're wired to go into cults. Everyone just likes throwing around the, the name cult. It's like the word conspiracy. It just, it gets you from cutting that part of that off and not having to think about it. And you're like, okay, mm -hmm. yeah, that's a cult. I don't have to worry about it. Continue. I feel like he's a little Jesus running around. Like, I think he's a very powerful being. Um, I haven't met him. I actually just emailed him today. I want to get him on the podcast. We'll see if he's down for it or not. Look at that. Um, there was a reason why I asked you about him. <laughs> He's a dope guy. I think he has, I mean, the thing to check in is just check on people's intent. What is people's intentions? And if they vibe with it, um, maybe a person has good intentions, but their style doesn't like vibe with you, then fine. Mm -hmm. Find a mentor that does. Mm -hmm. I view like his intentions are good. He wants to help people and help wake them up. Um, you know, someone else that was a big influence and I feel he's a cool spiritual teacher was Osho. Um, if you watch that, uh, documentary Wild Wild Country. It's fucking amazing. And I, I feel like he was just a little Jesus running around. What like, happened in Wild just, Wild Country? Tell me about it for a second. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of shit that went down, but he he basically moved his organization. A lot of people said it was a cult. Uh, his organization to mid um, a place in Oregon. He bought some territory over there and uh, started building this little utopia. So there's just like this huge place. Um, but they started conflicting with the town at the time and then the kind of like the government got involved. So it was kind of like this clash of cultures of like this kind of like blissful, like I, I support what he was teaching and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, and, and just like teaching how 
people can be a free spirit, right? Which I think is very important in this day and age because everyone's locked into a society that keeps them in their intellect and doesn't serve their soul. And then people wonder why they're depressed and anxious all the time. Um, but yeah, it was a culture clash because, you know, if you're a power, eventually the government's going to see you as a threat. <laughs> so like those two things are going to clash and you see it play out. And I, I don't think he was totally, if you look at his like right hand woman, um, I forget her name. She was, she's a badass, but I think she did some shady shit too. Cause I think, you know, when it gets into power games, if you study power dynamics, sh shady shit happens. Like it's just kind of the nature of, of power dynamics. Um, is this like so, the tiger I mean, king? Is this like the tiger king of the spiritual world? Kind of. That's a good way of putting it. Tiger King of the spiritual world. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's interesting. I highly recommend everyone to check it out because it's uh, it's just a like you part of the whole reason you're watching. Like I can't believe this happened and I did not hear about it. You're like, what the fuck? And I was in Oregon at the time when I was watching it, and I was just like, holy shit, this is crazy. Like it was just insane. I, I can't shows. watch. I can't watch movies too much. Someone posted okay. a question on Facebook how much you watch television? I was like, what is television? Okay. I've got yeah. my computer. I mean, if I go on Netflix, I'm watching documentaries and documentaries just blow my mind. You know, like yeah. how have I not heard that Jeffrey Epstein story? How have I not heard that, you know, uh, Tiger King story or, you know, the, the behind the scenes of what's going on with MJ and, and Scottie Pippen and Dennis Rodman and this O show. Yeah. It's like the crazy things that go on behind the, the scenes. so big, man. There, there's probably thousands of stories that we haven't even heard of. Um, but I mean, my, I guess my message to people, cause I gotta get going pretty soon here. Um, I have two more questions to, for you after your message. Okay. Okay. It is to carve out your own story, right? Like, yeah. I, I think that's the biggest thing. And that's like the, almost like the theme of to live dangerously is to like, life is your movie, man. Like you are the star in it. And so it's like, carve it out, you know, like, where do you want to go? And then you're going to, and that's scary at first, if you like, haven't done anything crazy in your life or you're working a nine to five job and you're kind of stuck in societal thinking that sounds crazy. That just sounds way too outside the box, but that's where like the magic happens. Like, and you know, too, it's like living a life of an entrepreneur, living life on your terms. You go through some painful steps, but that painful, those painful steps is you to evolve to the person you need to be to get what you want. And then you meet cool people, you meet badass people and anyone you lost in the past just gets replaced by better quality people. Um, All right. So yeah. With that being said, you also talked about how you can't, you know, connect with everyone, like with the Bentinho um, example. And I wanted to ask you for a quick second, what do you think about competition versus cooperation? Because you have a podcast similar to mine where you bring on some people who are also in your niche. Um, and why do you do that? Huh. Um, yeah, that's a good question. Like collaboration versus, uh, versus, uh, competition, right? That, that's the thing. It, it flips off, it, it, it flips back and forth. And, and I'll give you an example of what that means. Like a piece of advice. Sometimes it means one thing on one level of your journey and it means another thing. So an example mm -hmm. of that would be, uh, dating advice, just be yourself. When you're just starting off and you're not good with women, just be yourself as the dumbest piece of advice ever. Because if you were just yourself, you're going to just continue to get shit results. So you have to like learn to become a man that is pre-selected. Now, when you actually get some skill sets and you actually become competent at a certain level, just be yourself makes sense. 
because you're like, oh, I don't have to try so hard. I don't have to like try to do anything. It's just, just be mean. She'll naturally like me. Um, and then maybe you go to another level and then that means something different. So there's like different, those pieces of advice mean different things at different levels. So I think it's the same thing with collaboration and competitiveness as well. Um, me, I try to go like, I'm kind of like a hippie at heart too. And you know, it's like, we're all connected. Um, it, it's like, you almost have to use both, right? It depends on the scenario. I try to lean toward collaboration, right? Because that's, that's the good thing to do. And like, you want to do that as well. But sometimes you meet people that you have to be a little bit more aggressive against, or that's their stance. Um, I don't have a clear cut answer for you. Um, but if you want to get deeper with it is like, you know, everything comes out of two emotions, right? Love or fear. So okay. where are they coming from? So collaboration, clearly that is more the love side of it. Competition is more fear side. So like you, you gotta, you gotta take your choice. It depends on the situation, mm. right? So that love, abundance, fear, scarcity. Right. So mm -hmm. sometimes you may, you may lose in the short term, but in the longer term, you're, you're going to grow in a more collaborative sense. You know, maybe sometimes like you will lose, but you're going to lose in a way of what you're trying to get away from. Right. You know, and it's the same thing with like, even with me and my game and, and whatnot, like I like going out to nightclubs. I like going out, like it's fun, but quite honestly, like a lot of the people out there are kind of narcissistic, right? Like there's a lot of narcissistic people kind of like, and they're hot, like the girls that are hot, but it's like, do I necessarily want to hook up with those girls that are always just in, like thinking what's in it for me, right? So maybe you have to give that up to go more into like, I don't know, going to yoga classes where there's lots of women or something like that. And that and was a I think, great example right there. <laughs> and I think, okay. well, that's, yeah, go for it. Well, that's like in life is like, you can find whatever tribe you want. So the main thing is like, stop trying to appeal to everyone. Like maybe, yeah. You're not supposed to be with the competitive people and just be with the collaborative people. And that's okay because you have a whole tribe of them that will open up to you as you become more collaborative. And I think mm -hmm. you can go down that route. Like, I think we live in a world where there's like worlds within worlds, like where there's like tribes, there's tribes for everyone now. And since we're all connected online, you know, you can find that tribe for you. Guys, between collaboration to competition, authority versus authenticity, flow state, Bentinho Massaro, RSD. We covered a lot of topics. Last question for you and also let us know where the, the viewers can find you. What are you trying to evolve with your business and dating over the next year? Just taking it to the next level, man. Just pushing like expansion. That's my thing right now. It's like we're expanding. It's like there's chaos right now in the world. Expansion. People need us more. Getting over your own personal bullshit. I know like the other day we talked and you said something. You like had a question to me. You kind of challenged me a bit. You're like, are you ready to step up? And I'm just like, part of me, my intellect was like, I've heard this before. But part of me was like, no, he's right. Like he's not, he's trying to help you, dude. Like, come on. So that's my thing. It's just expansion and see how many people I can help with a conscious alpha. Um and dude, thank you for having me on the show. I love, I love the work you're doing as well. I mean, you're on the same mission with your brand. And so that's why it's like, it doesn't matter if they go to me or to go to you. It's like, as long as they fucking evolve, like that's what matters. Like the money and all that shit is going to come. It's like, fuck it. <laughs> like, it's not about um, trying to hit monthly quotas or anything like that for me. It's just like how much impact, you know, um, because, and that's legacy too. Like how much impact you're able to walk away with. That's, that's what people are going to remember you for. If we um, can connect and we can connect other people, all right, the sphere yeah. of our influence is only going to grow.
Yeah, there's real quickly, um, I'll try to wrap up with this point. I was watching, I think, a Wayne Dyer video. And a lot of people, mm -hmm. when they talk to the universe, they're, they're always like, me, give me, give me, give me, right? And so when you send that vibe out into the universe, what does the universe say back to you? Give me, give me, give me. Now, if you say, how can I serve? How can I serve? How can I serve? The universe is going to reflect that of how can I serve? So if you're putting out, if you're in that abundance, giving out energy, you're just going to meet people. And, you know, like I've met you, I've met Tim Ray, and you guys have that same like-mindedness where it's like, how can I help you? Right. And so that just spirals up. That's where that collaboration helps. And then it's just like, why do I only want to be around people that are competitive? Right. It just, I mean, it's fun. Competition's fun. Like maybe playful oh, competition, but it so just like when people that. take it to, when people take it too fucking seriously, it's like, yeah. dude, like, no, there, there's a higher level to this. Like, and you just got to like, let that go. And there's so um, many people out there that need help. So where can they find you? Uh, right now, just uh, add me on Facebook, Ricky Royal. That's like where I'm most uh, active on. Uh, Ricky Royal on Facebook, put out content daily, have you know, my own group and whatnot. So yeah. It's been a great Thanks, episode. Man. Talk to you soon. Peace guys. Peace dude.